We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What makes you different and what makes you special? It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. <laughs> What is up? Welcome to the uncontested podcast post game edition. First post game edition of the 2020 2021 season. Damn, that feels good to say. We are back, folks. The Thunder have just finished off a win against the San Antonio Spurs. We are live on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for joining the live show. If you are listening to the post-game podcast version of this on the pod, man, thank you so much. I am your host, Jacob Niffin. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Jacob Niffen. That last name is K-N-I-F-F-E-N. Make sure you follow The Uncontested on all your favorite social media accounts. We are on Twitter at The Underscore Uncontested. We are on Instagram, the same at. We are on Facebook at The Uncontested Podcast. You can find us on YouTube where you might want to subscribe as we will be coming live to you tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Central Time on Sunday for our weekly live show. We are so excited. Man, 
It's awesome to be back talking about actual basketball. We got to watch a ton of stuff tonight. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the San Antonio Spurs 121-108. to Did not expect them to win. They're already messing up the tank, guys. Already messing up the tank. Real quick, I want to hit some of these comments that are already in the stream. Um, Carrie Cicero says, like the new intro. Thanks, man. I was just about to, to, uh, to talk about that. Recorded the new post-game pod intro. Hope you guys dig it. We've got a new regular episode intro coming soon as well. New season, new intro. You got to get it. Also, I got some artwork behind me. Hope you guys like it. Uh, my homegirl, Sarah Sellers, another hip-hop artist. Or, sorry, not hip-hop artist. She's another hip artist. Uh, on Twitter. You've probably seen her stuff before, but it's absolutely incredible. I've got Shay over here uh, on my right. I got Lou on my left. Uh, We might have to add a few guys to to the wall of fame behind me here as we go on throughout the season, uh, especially after what we saw tonight. So should be exciting. Let's get into some basketball talk, folks. With the post-game show, just a quick reminder, with the Uncontested, we will be doing a post-game show after every single Thunder game this season, right? So after every Thunder game, make sure you check out. Most of them won't be live. I don't think we'll do most of them just as podcasts. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to the Uncontested. Drop a five-star rating while you're there. It means a lot to us. Make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube as well. So you can watch our live stream show every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central Time. These post games, we like to keep about 20 or 30 minutes. So I'm going to shoot for just that. We're going to take your questions in the chat. We're going to take the questions from that I got from Twitter. So we'll hit all of those as well. And each post game pod, we do a little bit different. Uh, for me tonight, I am going to do some like it's, some love it's, and some hate-its, because there's there's a little bit from each of those three categories that I think we need to talk about. So let's first jump into things that I... We got to start on the high notes, right? We got to start on the high notes. We're not going to start with the bad stuff. We're not going to start with the, man, it was okay. We're going with the love it. Here we go. And I love it. Yeah. And I love it. We are not bearing the lead here on the uncontested. We got to talk about my dude, the Frenchman. I don't even have a nickname for him yet. The Frenchman, the 19-year-old, Teo Maladone. This guy, 19 years old, his first game in the NBA. I think maybe his first game in America. I don't know. Teo went off. I think we were all... Very surprised at what he looked like. Teo did not look like a 19-year-old NBA rookie who's been playing over in France. Teo looked like a 26-year-old point guard who is very confident in what he's doing, knows exactly what he's doing. He looked like a veteran. He played an incredible game tonight. Teo Maladon's final stat stat line of the evening. I'm trying to find where he's at on here. Here we go. 29 minutes, he had 20 points, he had five rebounds, he had two assists, he was a plus five. Should have had more than the two assists. Uh, That's okay, though. Um, 
My God, he played great. My favorite play of Teo from the night. And if you didn't get to watch, uh, I, I hope I'll be able to explain some of these pretty good. And hopefully you'll be able to catch some highlights. I know the game was only streamed in Oklahoma tonight. And so that excluded a lot of our listeners and a lot of our fans from being able to watch. My favorite play from Teo tonight, I think it was in the third quarter. He either got the rebound or he got the outlet, took like two dribbles up the court, and he had Kenrich Williams just driving down the lane. And my dude threw a, like a bounce pass off the dribble, didn't gather the ball, split the defense. It was like a 40-foot bounce pass straight to Kenrich Williams, who's kind of struggled on the catch, uh, catching the ball. Should have been an assist for Teo. This kid sees the game so, so well. His The way he operates in the pick and roll is so smooth. He plays with this, this nice pace. He really knows what he wants to do. He's not rushed. He just looked so good tonight that it was incredible to watch what he did. He had a play where he went off a, a pick and roll on the on the left with his left hand dribble went off the pick and roll came off and then found the guy in the opposite wing as the help defense kind of scooted down to the he immediately hit the pass in the wing caught he he passed the ball as the defender was rotating so we got him kind of off balance there were multiple plays tonight where i felt like teo he knows what's going to be open before it's open he was passing it like where a lot of other guys, you see them like take an extra dribble and an extra step before they pass it. Teo was passing at the step and the dribble early. Just looked incredible. His his offense looked great. He had a couple of plays where he would drive in the lane off a of pick and roll. His man would get on his back and he would slow down. You kind of see Shea do this. You saw Chris do it a lot as well. Slow down, get the defender on your back, and you basically seal them out like a box out, but you're still dribbling. That way you have a two-on-one in front of you. Really high IQ player, really mature player for a 19-year-old. Just absolutely, absolutely incredible. Let's hit a few of the comments in the chat as we talk about Teo. Uh, Sean from Periscope says, Teo Maladon for MVP. I don't know if we're there yet, but Rookie of the Year is not out of the question. Rookie of the Year is not out of the question. What else do we got? Um, better get Teo Maladon's photo before it's not gettable. I think you're talking about behind me. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, Jonathan, as soon as I said, love it. He said, love it. Gotta be Teo. Totally agree. Gotta be Teo. Couple more here. Do you think Hill will start now? So it gives Teo more minutes as the primary ball handler off the bench. Colin, I don't think necessarily that's – I don't think Teo will start. I think Hill will start, and I think that's the reason why. I think they want to let Teo kind of get a chance to play in the second unit, get a chance to handle the ball. Um, and I, I just think George Hill is better right now. Obviously, Teo just played his first game ever. We're going to have a lot of overreactions to one preseason game, and that's fine. I'm here for it. Let's do it. The team will not, though. The team is very process oriented. They're going one step at a time. Uh, you know, they're not going to get hyped over big games. They're not going to get bummed out over over bad games. And so it's going to be a step at a time. But Teo looked incredible tonight. So let's move on to my next love it. And I love it. Yeah. And I love it. My next one, my boy, Shay Gilgis. Alexander. 
Shay tonight, two things I loved from Shay. We we all know Shay's game. We've watched him play for a season now. We're, we all love Shay. I was really interested to see what Shay looked like tonight. Taking on this new role, kind of being the leader of the team. I wanted to see how he approached the game, what exactly he was doing. First off, I, I know we always make fun of muscle watch, you know, off-season muscle watch. I thought Shay looked physically bigger on the court. I really did. And I thought he used that newfound strength and size to his advantage because he was very aggressive getting downhill. Uh, he was very physical, and he drew a lot of fouls, uh, got to the free throw line a lot. Um, Shea, three of three from the free throw line, 12 points, four assists, three rebounds, a steal, and a block. Overall, played a great game. But I thought specifically it was his physicality. He was getting in the lane. He was kind of getting that forearm up. He was getting that shoulder, that elbow in, uh, and bumping people. He looks like a guy that is confident in his body. I think as the season went on last year, he got a little more confident in his body. But you kind of see it like with a guy like Poku tonight. Did not look confident with his body. Got pushed around a lot. Uh, got moved off the block, got moved on drives. Shea looked like one of those guys that he knows he's been living in the gym. He knows he's been putting in the work, and he wants to come out and show off that physical nature that he has. Really excited to see the way Shea played tonight as far as the physicality. thought he made some good plays, some good reads, some good passes. I loved his ability to get downhill. I tweeted this from the uncontested account. That kid has such a knack for like getting a big switched on him and then doing these odd layups where like he he instead of taking his two steps to the rim and laying it up he like takes one step he gets the layup off off his first step where he finishes with the wrong hand off the wrong foot type of stuff to really throw people off and it's a huge advantage from him i loved what i saw from Shay tonight uh, a few people said uh, jonathan's from from youtube said Shay had a rough start but it came together totally agree he he Started the game a little bit slow. He had that, he smoked a layup. He blew by everybody and just smoked the layup. He had like, I think an airballed three, but it seemed like he settled in uh, and just got to his spots and did exactly what he wanted to do. Uh, he's a big fan of getting that big switch onto him and then hitting like those, those quick jabs, step backs and those stutters to kind of get people on their toes and then just going right past them. Expecting big things from Shea this year. I thought he looked great tonight. So I loved what I saw from Shea. With that, let's move on. So I only had two love it's because you can't love everything, right? So I only had two love it's. Let's move on to my list of like it's. My first like it was George Hill. First time seeing George Hill in an OKC uniform. He, he's out there with a ton of young guys. He started with Shea, with Hami, Isaiah Roby, the oldest guy out there, Mike Muscala. Completely different role from what George Hill played last year with the Milwaukee Bucks. But just a steadiness. You can tell that this guy has been around for a long time. He knows exactly what he wants to do out there. He takes his time. He's not in a rush. He reads the defense well. He did... I think a, a fine job for what you expected from him. Nothing too flashy. 
nothing that made your jaw drop, but he hit a three. He had some layups. He had some really nice pocket passes, uh, moved the ball well, played good defense, has good length. Just overall, a fine game from George Hill. I think his value is going to be most felt on the court whenever he is with these young guys helping them out and in the locker room. Would not be surprised if we see him traded, uh, you know, by before the trade deadline. I think there's going to be a market for him. I thought he looked fine. Uh, so, so I was happy with what I saw from George Hill. Let's move on to my next like it. Oh, I like it like that. My next one, our guy, the Pokemon, Alexei Pokashevsky. This man came out there looking like a freaking twig. God, his arms are so insanely long. And I think they might might look that way because how skinny they are as well. Poku struggled. He looked like he didn't know what the hell he was doing. He looked very overwhelmed early, but then kind of fell into a groove late. Uh, ends up going 5 of 12 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3 for 14 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 turnovers you don't like to see. But you got to remember, Poku is the youngest player in the NBA. This kid is a baby. He's 18 years old. It's going to be a project. It is going to take him a while to really get his feet under him. I tweeted from the account. I said he looks like uh, baby Bambi who got blackout drunk and tried to run across the ice. I mean, he just struggled. He he looked rough from time to time. He really got moved around with his tiny frame and, and his lack of size. But overall... At the end of the game, he really got hot there, hit three threes in a row, I think. Was it three threes, two threes, whatever it was? Well, it was nice to see the stroke get going. He does have a nice little stroke. Um, it, it's kind of a weird form. He doesn't release it high. He kind of like shoots it out from him instead of shooting it up. And so that's a little weird. He definitely wants to play make. He likes to have the ball in his hand. He's going to have to get stronger with his dribble over time. But overall, for his debut, I liked what I saw from Pokashevsky. Uh, some people have been tweeting me tonight, Poku Chef Ski, because he was cooking out there. Uh, so I love it. I love it. Speaking of, we got to come up with a nickname for Teo because I don't have one yet. We got obviously the Pokemon, Poku Chef Ski. We don't have anything for Teo yet. We got to come up with something for Teo. But overall, I thought Poku was fine. It was uh, it was fun to watch him finally get to play. Um, his total minutes tonight, he put in 23. I don't know if we should expect that from him in the next preseason game whenever guys like uh, assuming guys like Darius Baisley and Al Horford are going to be available. I don't know if we can expect that many minutes from Poku again. We'll see. It's going to be a work in progress for him, but I liked what I saw so far. My next like it. Frank Jackson's jumper. I didn't really first. I didn't even know Frank Jackson was on the court because all we've seen from him in the preseason so far, my dude has like the the curly fro going on. He had the braids in tonight, and I was like, "Who is that?" I know you guys are probably like me. Every time we came back from commercial uh, or there was a substitute, you were looking on your phone at the, the the roster at the numbers to figure out who was playing. Who who is that guy on the court? Who is that guy on the court? Frank came in. Dude shot the crap out of the ball. He was 6 of 11. At one point, I think he was 5 of 5. 6 of 11 for 14 points. He was 2 of 4 from 3. Had 2 assists, 2 rebounds, a steal. I thought Frank looked fine, but 
the the form of his jumper was really nice. I really liked what I saw from his from his jump shot. It looks like he's put a lot of work in as far as that's concerned. So fun to watch Frank play. I think he's going to get a spot on this team. I honestly I wouldn't be surprised at all if your starting guards this season are Shea and George Hill and uh, you you probably play Hamadou Diallo there as well. Sorry, not Hamadou Diallo, Lou Dort. And then your two guards coming off the bench are probably Teo and Frank Jackson. Wouldn't be surprised at all if that's kind of the rotation that you see develop. Uh, but but I thought Frank looked fine. I really liked his jump shot, though. Uh, the form looks very nice. Uh, the, his ability to rise looks nice. So I'm I'm pretty excited for him as well. I got a couple more like it. I got one more like it for you. Here we go. Someone mentioned in the in the chat just now. I totally forgot about Ty Jerome. Where does he fit in? There's a lot of guards on this team. I don't know how they're all going to fit in. It's going to be interesting to see. My next like it. My last like it of the night. Hamadou Diallo's motor. Hami is nonstop. His jump shot still doesn't look good. It looks like it has a little bit of a hitch in it. He is very confident though. He works his butt off. There was a play there in the third or the fourth quarter where he shot and missed and got a rebound and missed and got a rebound and missed and got a rebound and made it. He was just outworking everybody on the glass. He got the start tonight because of what he did in camp, presumably. Uh, They like what they're seeing out of him. And I think part of that is just his work ethic, uh, his grind, and his motor. The kid works hard all the time. He's always busting his ass. So you got to appreciate that from Hamadou Diallo. He was 7 of 14 for 14 points. That's not god-awful. Didn't take a 3. 10 rebounds, 4 of those being offensive. An assist and 3 turnovers. You don't like the 3 turnovers. Uh, You really need Hami to be able to stretch the floor and and space out to 3. Wasn't able to do that so far tonight. At least he didn't try. In his 14 shots, they were all 2s. Hami is a big fan of that free throw line extended jumper. We saw him take that multiple times tonight and his workout videos over the summer. We've seen him take those shots as well. So he is kind of a, uh, a little bit of Westbrookish in a way with, with that mid range jumper that he likes. He likes to bulldog people and try to get to the rim. A lot of aggressiveness from Hami, a lot of confidence from Hami, but I, I love his motor. And so that was my last like it. We're getting close to the end of the show here, guys. I got two hate it's. We're going to end the show with the two hate it's uh, and then wrap this bad boy up. So here we go. And I hate everything. My first hate it. This, this, I feel bad saying this. I feel mean. I'm just going to say it. We're just going to get it over with. Not a big fan of Kenrich Williams. I think he's going to be the first guy you see get cut. The Thunder at 20 players on roster, including their two two-way guys. They're allowed to carry 17 players, including two two-way guys. So they got to cut three players off this team. I think Kenrich Williams is going to be the first to go. He was out there. Kenrich played 19 minutes tonight, was one of five from the field, three rebounds, four assists, a steal, three turnovers, three points. He just didn't look real great to me. Didn't look real great to me. I, I wasn't super impressed. There was nothing that stood out positively. I mean, he's fine. It's not like he was just like god awful, but just nothing stood out to me from him. Um, I, I just I have a feeling he's going to be one of those first guys to get cut. If he makes the roster, I will be very very surprised, and I'll eat my words. 
I just don't see him making the roster. He didn't really impress me. He didn't do much of anything at all tonight. And I got to be honest, I hate the dude's haircut. He's he's straight up rocking a mullet, and I'm not digging it at all. Um, now, if he shaves in and gets like a rat tail, we're, we're, we're talking a different story, and I, I'm totally on board with keeping him on the roster if he's got a rat tail. But ditch the mullet, my man. It, it's, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Last one, last hate it of the night. And I hate everything. My last hate it. The Thunder won. Thought we were tanking. I'm trying to get Cade Cunningham. I'm just kidding. I know it's the preseason. Team looked good. It was really exciting to watch them play tonight. I had a blast. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games in the regular season and probably for the better, right? The goal is advance these young guys. I would so much rather this season see a guy like Teo make leaps and jumps moving forward to see a guy like Poku go from what he did tonight to being a very confident and productive NBA player by the end of the season to see Shea and Bays and SG or Shea is SGA Shea and Bays and Lou really start to grow over the season. I would much rather see personal individual growth from these players and the Thunder end up being the, the worst team in the West than to see uh, this team, you know, make the play in for the for the eighth seed in the tournament. I don't want to see that. I want to see individual growth. I want to see these young guys start to grow up, and then I want the Thunder to get a really good pick. Cade Cunningham looks incredible. We got a lot of great players in this draft. I'm super excited about. I would much rather see them start to th- those young guys start to grow and us get another pick, uh, a high pick in the draft, top five, top three than them compete for the playoffs this year. I think that's the best for the overall health of the team and the organization. But, hey, I'll take a win in the preseason, man. I will take a win in the preseason when when you get to watch a guy like Teo go for 20 points. So before we get out of here real quick, I just want to go back through one more time. Thunder beat the San Antonio Spurs 121-108. to Thunder had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys scoring double figures, including the leading scorer, Teo Maladon. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys register at least one assist. Seven guys register at least two assists. Only two guys got four assists. That would be Kendrick Williams and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Overall, though, the Thunder offensively, I think, looked great tonight. They shot 49% from the field. They shot 55% from the three-point line. 90% 90% from the free throw line, rebounded the crap out of the ball. Uh, they, they, the offense looked good. It's a preseason game, not much to take out of it, but it's going to be excited moving forward. So we will see what they have uh, going for them as we, uh, as we continue. All right, well, let's get out of here. I got to pump the, uh, the new outro music for you guys. I hope you dig it. Thank you again for checking out the uncontested post game podcast. We got, what, 74 more to go? We're here with you all season, baby. So make sure you subscribe to The Uncontested wherever you get your podcasts at. Check us out on YouTube, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll be live again with you tomorrow, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. So come join us. We will have most of the crew here with us as we go through, again, this preseason game, what we expect moving forward, some league-wide trends. It's going to be a blast. You guys have a great and safe Sunday. If you live in Oklahoma, enjoy the snow. 
wear your masks. Don't get sick. Stay safe. We're almost there, guys. Vaccine's here. We want you guys to stay healthy so next season we can be in the peak watching basketball together. Take it easy. I will talk to you all tomorrow, 9 p.m. sharp. Make sure you tune in. And as always, thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com